if you want the latest news in technology, reviews of great new tech hardware and software, along with helpful tech tips, then Tech Brood with Greg Doig is the podcast for you and everyone that loves tech. Welcome to week 10 of Tech Brood. I am your host, Greg Doig. If you love technology like I do, yes, you're in the right place again. Here are some of this week's top tech headline stories from August 23rd to August 27th of 2021. This is a collection of the top technology news stories from around the web this week. If you have any suggestions or additions or corrections, please let me know. Top story here, the Linux Foundation and allies will pay developers to help secure Linux and open source software programs. The story comes from ZDNet, written by Stephen Vaughn Nichols. He writes, the funding comes from a variety of pro-Linux and open-source organizations. These include Google, Microsoft, the Open Source Security Foundation, the Linux Foundation Public Health Foundation, and the Linux Foundation itself. When a problem is found, a developer reaches out to the appropriate Linux Foundation organization. Generally speaking, a contract that briefly describes what problem needs to be fixed and how it will be done, the funds required for it, and who will do the work is set up. You can find more information at the website, linuxfoundation.org forward slash resources forward slash blog. Another story from ZDNet written by Liam Tung. Title says, more granular information about toll charges may be on the way for Google Maps users. Google Maps may soon tell you not just which road routes have tolls in in case you wish to avoid them, but also automatically display how much each toll costs. Having up-to-date information about tolls could be a major bonus for Google Maps users, allowing drivers to be more selective about which routes to take and helping them decide the trade-off between time savings and toll charges. It's not clear how Google is implementing price information from various toll operators, but a similar feature has been available in the Waze app for the past year. Here's a story. Microsoft says no more Office Android app support on Chrome OS. This comes from Windows Central, written by Robert Carnavale. He writes, if you're a Chromebook-equipped fan of the Office Android apps and enjoy your offline Excel and Word applications, Some bad news for Microsoft. They're pulling the plug on those options. The company decided that Chromebook users will have to roll with the web versions of Office and Outlook if they want to keep enjoying the products. And if you're thinking, is this an end to Office for Android? Well, for now, it's not, according to sources who spoke with Microsoft. This change seems to affect Chrome OS users exclusively meaning all those who love using the Office and Outlook apps on their Android phones, for now, can continue to do so. And a story up from Mac Rumors, written by Joe Rossignal. And the title is, iCloud Plus's new custom email domain feature now available in beta. Starting with iOS 15, iPadOS 15, and macOS Monterey, Users with a paid iCloud Plus storage plan can personalize their iCloud email address with a custom domain name, such as, in this example, johnny at appleseed.com. And the feature is now available in beta. iCloud Plus subscribers interested in setting up a custom email domain can visit the website beta.icloud.com and then select, once they're there, 
Account Settings under their name, then select Manage under Custom Email Domain. Users can send and receive email with up to five custom domains, while family members can each have up to three email addresses per domain. And from Mac Rumors again, written by Julie Clover, Apple launches no sound repair program for iPhone 12 and 12 Pro models. Apple announced the launch of a new service program that addresses an issue that can cause some iPhone 12 and 12 Pro devices to experience sound issues. According to Apple, a very small percentage of iPhone 12 and 12 Pro models may experience sound problems because of a component that can fail on the receiver module. Effective devices were manufactured between October 2020 and April 2021. iPhone 12 and 12 Pro owners who have a device that does not emit sound from the receiver when making or receiving iPhone calls may be eligible for free service. iPhone 12 mini and iPhone 12 Pro Max models are not affected and are not part of the service program. Those who have an iPhone experience and issues can make an appointment at an Apple retail location or find an Apple-authorized service provider. Apple support can also be contacted to arrange a mail-in repair option. Here is another review by TechBrood. For this week's review, we're, we're going to take a look at 3D printers for home and office. And this is not a paid review. It's just a general description of 3D printers and a look at a couple of popular models. And 3D printing is a great way to make things, but it can be expensive. But today there are some affordable options. Well, we're going to take a look at two of them. 3D printers for consumers, small business owners, and schools will be looking for models that are easy to set up and use, don't require much maintenance, and has reasonably good print quality. When you look at 3D printers, you have to take a look at the build area, which is the size and three dimensions of the largest object that can be printed within a given printer. At least in theory, it may be somewhat less if the build platform is not exactly level, for example. Typical 3D printers have build areas between six and nine inches square, but they can range from a few inches up to more than two feet on a side. And there are a few that are actually square. Most lower-priced 3D printers use the FFF technique, which is, uses plastic filament available in spools, which is melted and extruded, and then solidifies to form the object. The two most common types of filament by far are ABS and PLA. ABS melts at a higher temperature than PLA and is more flexible, but it emits fumes when melted that many users find unpleasant and it needs a heated print bed. Here's a look at the two popular models I mentioned before that we're going to look at. One is the MakerBot Replicator 2X. If you don't mind spending less money but still want great results, consider buying one of the MakerBot's entry-level machines instead of building your own. Replicator 2X produces excellent prints without being overly noisy or complicated. The Replicator 2X uses PLA filament, which tends to be cheaper than ABS, but not by much. And another popular model we'll mention for you today is the Prusa, that's P-R-U-S-A Mini Plus. This printer offers a combination of print quality, reliability, and desk-appropriate size at a fairly low price. It works with a wide variety of filament brands and types, and it comes pre-assembled, but you can buy a kit to save some money from the company. 
Prusa printers are quieter than most printers in their price range, which makes them a good choice for work and schools. And as far as the best overall printer, it's a subjective decision, but things you want to look at are reliability, ease of use, print quality features, and value. Options such as extruders or heated beds will often add to your final price. And for small production runs of items, prototyping items, small business and educational use, 3D printing is affordable for people today and more so than just a few years ago. If you want to explore more, one website I recommend is 3dprintingindustry.com. That's the number 3, the letter D, printingindustry.com. And look at other various manufacturers' websites for more information. Get ready for some tech tips from Tech Brood. And our first tech tip up for this week is how to update macOS on Mac. What you do is you go to the Apple menu in the corner of your screen, choose System Preferences. Then you'll click on Software Update, and you'll be given an option, if it's available, to Update Now or Upgrade Now. Update Now installs the latest updates for the currently installed version of that operating system. And an Upgrade Now option will install a major new version with a new name, such as macOS Big Sur. If Software Update says that your Mac is up to date, then macOS and all of the apps it installs are up to date, including Safari, Messages, Mail, Music, Photos, FaceTime, Calendar, and Books. But if you want to update apps that are downloaded from the App Store, you have to go back to the App Store to get the updates for those. And if for some reason an error occurs while installing an update or upgrade, you can learn how to resolve installation issues at apple.com support. One of the common ways to fix software update issues is to boot into safe mode, which means you would shut down your computer, wait about 10 seconds or more, then start it back up, and then immediately hold down the shift key, which often helps install new updates. But again, there are other options, and you can find those again at apple.com support. Or here's something for Google users. Google's now helping users prevent echo in Google Meet. Google writes they're making it easier to identify and fix when an echo is happening in Google Meet video calls. Echo can happen when your system feeds back audio into a call. Most of the time, Meet will intelligently control the audio to remove the echo. However, sometimes it still happens and causes others to hear an echo from your device when they speak. Until now, it has been difficult for you to know when your device is causing an echo. Google will now notify you when they detect a notable echo from your system, which may be heard by other call participants, by showing a red dot on the More Options button, along with a text notification. Clicking on the notification will go to the Google's Help Center, where you can find recommended steps which can help prevent the echo that is occurring. And here's an app that can help Windows users. It's called Ventoy. And this is for Windows users that want to build their own bootable Windows repair drives. Ventoy is an open source tool which will help you create bootable USB drives for ISO, WIM, IMG, VHD, and EFI files. With Ventoy, you don't need to format the disk over and over. You just need to copy the ISO, WIM, IMG, VHD, or EFI files to the USB drive and boot them directly. You can copy many files at a time and Ventoy will give you a boot menu to select which one you want to use. 
And again, this can be installed in a USB drive or on your local disk, on an SSD, on a NVMe drive, or an SD card. Find more information at ventoy.net. That's V-E-N-T-O-Y dot net. And it looks like that's it for another week of Tech Brood, but we'll work to bring you more next week and hope you enjoyed this episode of Tech Brood, where we talk about getting your tech brood just the way you like. I'm Greg Doig, and thank you for listening again.